Good morning, gentlemen. We're on 56B at the Mishnah. In the Gemara, everything is open to question, meaning that we seek truth, and therefore if you feel that something should be learned out or something should be inferred, uh, and you need to know why not, so you're welcome to ask it. But now we're going to see that certain halachas we can't use the standard kalvachomer with. Uh, we can't... In, uh, we can't um, uh, basically, the, something that's a halacha Moshe Misinai, it kind of is what it is, uh, especially when it deals with things like Tumah, where we really don't know. Uh, in the end of the day, Hashem says this, and we can't extrapolate. But let's begin. Rebbe Kiva thought you could, so it's not, a, it's not, it's not so clear. But Om Rebbe Kiva. Uh, Rebbe Kiva said, Danti lifnei Rebbe Eliezer. I tried to use logic. That's what the word Dan means. I tried to use judgment. And I said the following, Ma'im etzim kasora. Well, we have the halacha of the barley bone. A bone, a bone of a dead body, e- even the size of a piece of barley. Etzim kasora. Um, uh, so the rule is, since it's so small, she'en mitama adam ba'oho. It cannot make a person tame if he's under the same roof. Uh, but if a person does uh, touch it or schlep it, hanazer megaleach the Nazar will have to shave al-maga v'al-masa if he touches it or schleps it. So that's one halacha, the halacha of the barley bone. Then there's another halacha, revius dam, an amount of blood from a dead body. Now, revius, that's the Kiddush amount. That's not very much. <laughs> revius dam, so the rule is, there is a tumah associated with that small amount of blood. Revius dam shumitama adam ba'ol. If you walk in a building and you have a kiddush cup worth of dead blood in there, uh, you have to go to the mikvah and do this, the double shritz. But, if you would assume that if it makes him tame, enu din certainly if he touches it or schleps it, shouldn't he have to go and shave? And we learned before that you don't. So he says, I don't understand. Why don't we interpret just like we're strict with the barley bone if you touch it, why aren't we strict with this, uh, with the blood? Omar Ali, he said to me, Maze Akiva. He said, what is this, Akiva? Ain't done in Khan Mikavachomer. This is not the place to use logic. I think he, he brought this in front of Rabbi Yeshua. So Rabbi Yeshua said, Omar Ali, Yafia Marti. He says, you're saying good. But it's Allah Moshe Misinai. You know, we don't... Uh, I think it's interesting how they both like kind of answered it, but one phrased him and one said, you're saying good, but, you know, the other one said, what are you saying, Rebbe Kiva? It's halacha Moshe Messina. Iboy lehu. So the Lord has an interesting question. Which is the halacha Moshe Messina? Is it the bone or is it the blood? Iboy lehu. Etzim kasor, as we turn to today's page, on Nun Zayin Amonal 57a. Halacha, is it that the, the barley bone is the halacha of Arias Dam Kavachamar? And the blood we're trying to learn out, they ain't done in Kavachomer Mehalacha, and you can't learn out from the Halacha Moshe Messinai. Or maybe Dilma Revias Dam Halacha. Maybe the Revias Dam is a, is a unique thing. The Etzim Kasora and the barley bone is a Kavachomer, but ain't done in Kavachomer Mehalacha, and you can't learn out one from the other. So the Mar said, Tashma, it says Etzim Kasora Halacha. No, the barley bone is the Halacha. Revias Dam. Was the Kavachomer being done in Kavachomer? May Halacha. And you don't learn in Kavachomer from Halacha. Hadralacha, Kohen Gadol. We'll come back to you, Kohen Gadol. Um, yeah.
it's occasionally you'll see a Gemara tries to learn in uh, halacha, uh, tries to use Kavachomar on halacha Moshe Misinai. So sometimes it's not clear which part is halacha Moshe Misinai and which thing was passed down, or which. Sometimes we know something, but what's the source? And the Gemara has to tell us that it's halacha. Do we have a, a source then for In other words, fine, we're saying over here we don't learn out of Kavachomar from the halacha Moshe Misinai. Uh, ethics, then, the mm-hmm. Okay, so how uh, do we learn out that law? I mean, that, that is a halacha in terms of the Ruvius style. Yeah. Um, well, I think the, um, the halacha was that um, it, a person becomes tame. <coughs> that we had, that a person becomes tame, but that the nazir should be megaleach, that was, we wanted to take it a step further. I think we did have a source that you could become Tame from a Vyasdam, just not not to take uh, it so, further. So Lavdafka is the application to Nazir the Halakha. Correct. Mm-hmm. Was, a is, is, he, there's other Tumas that the Nazir, it's very specific. That's something that we've kind of mentioned here is that, for example, that there is such a thing as Tuma Sheretz, but the Nazir doesn't, doesn't shave because of Tuma Sheretz. That was kind of Ramirez's point in the previous Mishnah. And so. Our question, though, is, well, wouldn't any Tumas mace the Nazar Megaleach? And we're saying evidently not. Not every case. Okay, new Mishnah. Shnei Nazirim, two Nazirim are going for a walk. Okay, the two Nazirim going on the road, waiting for the punchline here. Sha'omar Lehan, now somebody sees these Nazirs walking along, and he says, oh no, one of them is touching the dead body, is walking under the tree. Um... Sha'omar Lahan Echad Reisi, a guy says, I saw you guys, and I saw one of you didn't realize he went under the tree that overhangs the cemetery. I know one of you two did it. I know one of you two blew it, but uh, I couldn't tell in the distance which one. So you have a, a reliable person that testifies that uh, one of these Nazars became Tomei. And we don't know which one. And there's two of them. So what do they do? Now, if they became Tomei, they have to shave and uh, keep a Nazir and bring Korbanus and then do a Nazir B'Tahara. So this is what they need to do. They, Megalchen, uh, they, uh, what they do is, after 30 days, they shave, Umevi'en Korban Tuma. And they bring two Korbanus, one Korban Tuma and one Korban Tahara. And they said, Omar, and they make a condition, if I'm the one that became Tomei, then that's my Corbin. And the good one, that's yours. And if I'm the one who's Tomei, then the good one is mine. And then they keep another 30 days. And then they bring a good one. And they said, if I was the guy who got Tomei before, Korban Tuma Shalib and Korban Tabu Shalach. Then that was my Korban, uh, the Korban Tuma was mine, the Korban Torah is Europe. Is that Korban Tarasi? And now this is my final offering. If I all along with Torah, I'm done. Korban Torah Shalib, so then the other one was mine. The Korban Tuma Shalach was that Korban, and now this is yours. So by doubling up, by working out a partnership, the two of these work it out together. So Tosas wants to know over here, this guy, 
is a troublemaker. He sees you coming and he says, oh, one of you guys, I'm sure you went, we're tummy. So uh, what do they say? So what, I mean, what if I said, no, I'm not tummy. I know I was careful. Don't tell me I became tummy. Can somebody do that? Can somebody make you tummy? And then now you got to, so let's see Tosis. Shnei zim sharom you need to say, shehem shoskin, that these nazirs, they're quiet. They have no idea whether they became tummy or not. Sheim hayumachishin so, because if they know for sure that they didn't become tame, lo hayu nemud. Somebody can't just go tell you, oh, you blew your naziris, go take a shave. Uh, if, if one person says you did something and you say you didn't, you don't, you don't have to believe what that person said. It must be you didn't know, you didn't notice. You weren't paying attention. You, were, you and the other nazir were walking down the road, you didn't know. That's the way Tosa sets up the case. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. Just a, maybe the Gemara will talk about this, but just a couple of um, things that just hit me when you read the Mishnah. First of all, it seems like we're talking about one witness and not two. Correct. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that uh, one individual has that power to bring the suspicion up as opposed to just say, oh, you're just one witness, we, don't, you know, we need a second one. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, the second question that I had um, had to do with uh, the fact that it mentions waiting the 30 days but it may be that, you know, one guy started 20 days ahead of the other guy. And so the other guy's not up to his 30 days yet. So, uh-huh. uh, right, so that would be more complicated. Right, right. right. That would be so, more... We Rashi tried to... says they're up the same day. Um, yeah, so he says, Rashi says, which Rashi First was one. it? Oh, Shekibo Leim Neziris Beyachat. That's a good point. Um, uh, we're saying over here that Eric, Eric pointed out. Rashi says the um, that they that this case is that they the two of them were like same thing. You, you're Richard. You're asking what if they weren't the same thing? That would definitely complicate it. That's right. That's correct. But I guess the Gemara just wanted to deal with this aspect. Then you're, if you're if they were on different uh, spaces, then we'd have to deal with it, and there'd be more much more complicated. But our case was these two guys. It's interesting, Rashi. Uh, I, why do they have to accept it at the same time? You know, it's like... Well, it makes it easier, but it, it's interesting also. Why, can't, why couldn't they each one independently have the same thing? Rashi sounds like... They, oh, they both did it together. You too, me too. You know, we're in the, unless that's the only... Would it be different if one guy is... Oh, I'm doing a 30-day, you're doing... But he says that they both accepted it at the same time. I find that interesting about that, Rashi. Okay, let's see the Gemara. Katani, we learned... Well, didn't we also say that they have to then start the Naziris again? I mean, if you're telling me and you go through yeah, the process, yeah. don't you mm-hmm. have to start the... So is that why they're waiting the 30 days? Because they're starting Yep. Mm-hmm. again? That's right. So both of them have to start it again. Well, one is doing it... They're, they're both doing it, but one of them is required to do it and one not. Only one of them is really another. Uh, because one of them did it, the first 30 days was the Nazar, and the other one was the Nazar Tameh. And then, after they bring the offering, one is actually finished. And the other one is now doing the Nazar Tahora. So, they're both acting like a Nazar the second month, but only one of them is the real one. So, that's, okay. let's see the Gemara. That, that's why I saw Tosa, you know, like, I think, like, I'd be pretty, first would be pretty aggravated if they had to do a double, and so... If they disagree, but he's saying they don't know. Maybe they did become Tommy. Let's see the Gemara. 
to Nazirim, and somebody says to them, I saw one of you guys, Shinitma, and you became Tameh. But I didn't notice which of the two of you. But am I, so why are they in trouble? Basically, we're not sure. It's either me or him. So there are rules for when you're not sure about Tumah. It's called Suffolk Tumah. Suffolk Tumah, if you're not sure. I mean, in theory, uh, people walk through a public area, somebody stepped, on the, somebody stepped on it, but we don't know who. So what's the rule about Suffolk Tumah? So uh, we actually learn out from Suffolk Tumah from the laws of Sota. It's a funny source to learn out. There it's a different kind of Tumah. There it's a woman becomes Tameh, because she had relations with a man, and where her husband isn't sure if she's Tameh. But uh, that's one of the, the psukim there talk about a doubt of Tumah. And so we learn that the, the rule that we have to be strict is only when it's a similar kind of case. Basically, it's a, uh, it's a question whether what she did in private. So we say over there, Kol Suffolk Tumah Vashus Hayachit, when there's a Suffolk Tumah in a smaller area and a private area, where do we learn? Now from Sota. My Sota above and develops. The rule is that we have to be strict. The husband has to say maybe she she committed adultery and he has to be strict and not live with her until he's sure. That's only when it was something that was done in private. This halacha that you have to be machmir just because of maybe, that's only when it's in private property. Now, um, but our case, Kigon de Ika Betre, you got two guys. If you have only two people, uh, him and her, so you have to be Machber. What's she doing alone with him? <laughs> right? It's only, but that's enough. You got to be strict. That's a Rishu Sayachid. Avu Hacha, but over here, you got two Nazars. Bahai de Koi Gabayan, and you got the third guy. So you got a party over here. You got three. For some Dinim, three people is a group. Like the laws of Lush and Hara, once three people know, the whole world knows. Everybody knows. That's, uh, there's no secrets. Once three people forget it, right? So our basic question is that if you have three people here and one of them got Tameh and you don't know which one, um, uh, the, the, it should follow the rule of Suffolk Tumah B'Rishu Sarabim and you should let it go. Uh, even though it's only 50-50, you only know, we're only in doubt about two of the three, but because you have at least three people here, why don't we say the rule that Tumah shouldn't apply? Uh, and so, Omar, Rabbi Barhuna, Ba'omar. Now, by the way, this has to do also, you have to, you might argue, what's the difference if somebody got, uh, had, might be Tameh in a private property with two people, or they might be Tameh with ten people? The answer is, this is the halacha of Tumah. That's uh, that it's the difference whether it's in public or private. But our question is, if you have three, isn't it public? And if it's public, why should he have to be another Tameh and shave because of the doubt? Why don't we say, Suffolk Tumah B'Rishusa Rabim Tahar? The answer is, really, there's only two people. I saw from a distance that something fell on you. You know, there was like a vulture dropped a piece of dead body or something. But I was far away. I wasn't with them. I saw them from the distance. And um, so let's see, Rashi, four lines from the bottom. The one guy, he wasn't with the other two. He was all by himself far away. He says, I saw something fall between you. They were only two people. 
just like the husband and the, uh, the boyfriend and the woman. So here also, it's only two people. And we said with two people, when you're in doubt, you have to be strict. That's an answer. The question is, is that a forced answer? So Omar Avashi, Dekadami, no, it's not forced. It's implied. I don't know which of the two of you, so that sounds like he wasn't with them. Because otherwise, if he was right there, why doesn't he know which one? Shmami, no. So it's not forced. We're talking about Rishu Sayachid here. So we just have another, another piece of information that had this doubt been in a group where there were a whole bunch of people, then the rule of Suffolk Tumalakula, Suffolk Tumalakula, that we could be lenient, would have applied, but we're saying it was only the two of them. Okay, fine. So again, what do we do? We make them both shave. Megalchen, they both shave, and they bring the Korbin Tuma. So why do they both shave? Dilma, Lav, Tamei, and Inu. One of them's not Tamei. You're cutting off his payas. How can you say he might be Tameh and no harm done if they both shave and bring one Corbin? He's doing the cutting off the payas. Now the word Hakafa is just like in Simchas Torah. When we make Hakafas, we go around. This is the haircut where they go around. They used to joke when we were little that that's how they get the hair. You put a bowl around. The mothers used to do the hair. You put a bowl around the head and then you cut everything on that's not under the bowl. You go around, right? That's Hakafa. The, the friar tuck, the, the kind of look. So, uh, so our question is, how can we make them, tell them both, no harm done, let them get a haircut? One of them would be doing an iser of cutting off his payas. <clears throat> we thought these were two men who were nazars. No, these might be women naziris, or these might be minors. And if it's a, a woman's allowed to cut her payas, and a minor is allowed to cut the payas. And so that's how we solve the problem. So the reason they're both allowed to shave is because we're talking about a woman or a minor. So then the more has a question, well, why don't we say really these were two men? And there is a concept that it's only called cutting your payas if you leave the rest, if you round the head. But if you cut it all off, so we had this before, there's an opinion that says when you cut it all off, that's not called not leaving the payas, that's called cutting it all off. So, and don't you see from our Gomorrah that didn't want to give that terit, clearly Shmuel holds, when you cut it all off, that is called rounding the hair. So, that's just an interesting thing. He doesn't hold of that leniency. So, uh, basically, the, so therefore, he had to learn the case was by a, a child or a woman. He learned this on the second part. We had this case before, where not two Nazars that were in doubt, but one Nazar that was in doubt. And what happened was he was trying to be a Nazar, and he had a doubt if he became Tame, and he had a doubt if he had leprosy. So we said, After 60 days, he can become pure again. And he has to take four haircuts. If you remember, the four haircuts were, uh, the first one is, maybe he has saras. If he has saras, he needs to, uh, uh, so he, he, the problem is saras needs two haircuts. But maybe he doesn't have saras. So he has to, and if he doesn't have saras, he's, he's a nuzzer, so he can't, he's not allowed to shave his hair. So he waits 30 days in case he's not a leper, 
and he's a really good nuzzer, so he, does, he waits 30 days because he's not allowed to take a haircut. And at the end of 30 days, he takes one haircut. And then that's the first haircut for, to get rid of the tzeras. And then uh, he's got to wait another 30 days because in case he was a nuzzer tomei, now he's starting his naziris. So then he, uh, he, takes, he waits another 30 days to get the second haircut. And then he has another 30 days in case he was tomei. And so in the end, he gets four haircuts. So how can he get all these extra haircuts? Isn't he cutting his payers three times unnecessarily? Now, every Nazar has got to do it once. But the, our man, who we made him get four shaves, he's giving the barber lots of business. He's doing, he's cutting his payers. So Omer Shmuel, so Shmuel said in that case, we're talking about a woman or a child. Okay. So now we've opened the door on, uh, to a new discussion, uh, the discussion of cutting the payas. How does that halacha work? Again, there's no masechta that, does, that talks of masechta's payas. So how does that halacha work? Um, who's obligated not to cut the corners of their head and who's not? So Omer Afuna, Hamakif Esakatan, if you're the barber and he's the kid, you can't blame the kid. Kids have no liability. But if you're the barber and you cut off the kid's payas, then you're liable. So now we get personal over here. Um, don't know why the Gemara sometimes gets personal. So uh, Reb Huna, his kids uh, went around with no payas. <laughs> Apparently it was the custom to have baldies, that they gave the little kids baldies in those areas. I wonder if they had lice you know, in the Middle East in certain places the the kids, you can't, you can't keep it away from them. Mm. And so the best way to solve the problem, you, you know, what we do is, we, for us, it's ahead of somebody that has, has girls, that has, uh, has nits in their hair, and you got to sit there, you know, and the, and, and they just, in those days, they just shaved all the hair off, and they were done, you know. So uh, that's a theory. I don't know, I made it up. But at any rate, they, they gave the kids baldies. So Rabhuna's kids, the boys, didn't have payas. So Rabhuna just taught that so everybody understood that a minor doesn't have to worry about payas because he's not obligated in a mitzvah yet. But Rabuna just taught that the barber, whoever cuts the kid's payas, is in trouble. So the assumption was, in most cases, the mothers cut the kid's hair. So he said to Rabuna, V'diduch, and your kids, man migaleach lahon, you're telling me that you can't cut off their payas, so who cuts your kid's payas? Uh, all, mothers always cut their kids' payers. And if you're telling me whoever cuts off kids' payers, we throw the book at them. And if we warn them and they still do it, we whip them. So who cuts your p- kids' payers? Oh, Malay, he said, my wife does. Chova. His wife's name was Chova. So, uh, so he said, Tekavin Chova Levaneha. He said... Um, is Chova going to bury her kids? Now that's an expression that is she doing something wrong? According to you, your wife, Chova, is, uh, is bringing a curse on her family by shaving her kids' payas. So um, that was the question. Uh, we're going to see the answer in a second. Meanwhile, since the person who said this was a holy person, uh, you have to be careful when you say curses. Even if they aren't going to happen, 
we don't say those words. That, and by the way, that's why to us it sounds straight, because we avoid it. It says, uh, From that point on, they, none of their children lived. All the children died in childhood until after this rabbi passed away. So um, let's see the Rashi here. What's going on? Omer le Rev Ada in the middle. Tikrivilavaneha, you should bury your kids. Lididuk the armor samakif as the cut and chayev. According to you, who said that the barber's in trouble, ki makvile ishanami chayevus. If a woman cuts their kids, payas off, she's in trouble. Avilididi, but according to me, afilu gado makif as the cut and putter. I hold the barber's okay as long as the the kid is a kid. In other words, he says it goes by the person. If the person who has the pay is, is an adult, whoever cuts it is in trouble. The other one held, it depends on who the barber is. He says if the barber doesn't have a mitzvah pay is like a woman, so she can cut off the, the kid's pay is. That, that's what he held. But uh, inadvertently, he gave him the curse, which he shouldn't have done. Or that we said that you got to be careful with that. Back to the Gemara. So, Mikti, um, let's see. Trevayu Sphere, everybody, they both agree. Hakafas called Roshma Hakafa. They both agree that giving a baldi is called cutting the payas. Because again, otherwise there wouldn't be a problem. There is a paya problem here. So, what's the Maklokis? Ravuna Savarlo Takifu Pasro Shechem Velo Saskis. Uh, he says, don't cut your payas and don't destroy your beard, uh, the corners of your face. It's so, anyone who's not allowed to shave the corners of their face with a straight blade, any Jew that has a mitzvah not to cut his beard, he also has a mitzvah to leave the sideburns. And our wives, they don't have to worry about cutting their beards. There is no sin for them to shave their beards. They don't have that mitzvah because they don't have beards. Hopefully, less Therefore, they have no problem cutting the payas. So uh, the, the reason Reb Huna's wife could shave his kid's payas is because since she's a woman, she doesn't have that mitzvah. And if she doesn't have that mitzvah, if you don't have the mitzvah not to cut your own uh, beard, then you're not going to have to worry about cutting someone else's, even the kid's. For Ravada he said, no, whether you're the barber, whether you're the barbie, <laughs> whether you're the uh, one in the chair, you're both in trouble, the, the cutting the payas. It's compared. Anytime the guy who's getting the haircut shouldn't be cutting his payas. So the one giving the haircut's in trouble. And this a child, the child's not not responsible. He's not he's not going to get punished. So uh, since he's not a baruchin, uh, and therefore he's not going to be in trouble. So therefore the barber also lo So we had this this debate here about uh, it's interesting. Everybody agrees there's somebody who's going to get off. Uh, it 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 doesn't depend on. The fact that you, do you have to have the mitzvah yourself not to cut your payas in order for you not to be, uh, to be um, uh, forbidden to cut someone else's? Or does it have to do with the object, the one who gets the haircut? And does it have to do with the nikif? So again, we had two ways to learn it. Um, according to one, the women wouldn't be allowed to cut the kids' payas uh, since the, the well, uh, that, that was the question. 
Okay. What's this argument? Is this a new argument or is it an old argument? Again, that's often what the Gemara wants to do. Whenever it seems like we have two something new, we always want to see if it's previously been discussed. Maybe this issue is actually an earlier issue. Uh, this issue of cutting off all the hair. Where do you see that? The Torah Rabban and the Torah says Rosho. It says, don't cut your head. My Since it says, don't cut the corners. So what about the leper? Uh, maybe he also has to leave the payas. We'll have to leave that uh, for tomorrow. There was a famous case uh, in Eretz Yisrael where there was a, um, a child that had cancer, Nebuch, and part of his treatment was he needed radiation. And he was uh, afraid as a child that uh, he would lose his payas and the other kids would make fun of him. And he went to Rav Chaim Kanyevsky, that's how, and he got a bracha. Rav Chaim said, don't worry about it. And so this kid, uh, the radiation took off all his hair and left his payas. And the they, they picture made the rounds in Eretz Yisrael. The, I don't know if there's some radiation explanation why the sideburns stayed. Because most people, when they lose it, they lose all of it. This kid, I, it was like in all the magazines, you know, this kid was like the... Because he, 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 he wanted to have his payers, so he got to keep his payers. Have a good day, everyone.